I think lean into what scares you and do it. And I think that if you're not like uncomfortable, you're not growing. And so anything that's guiding you in those ways, go for it. Hi, Coach Mike Ritchie here from D3 Multisport. Today on our Trust the Process podcast, we're talking with Kaylee Tyson, who just competed at the Ironman World Championships in Kona, Hawaii. Kaylee qualified for Kona for the first time this year at Ironman Coeur d'Alene. Kaylee's coach is Brad Sang. She balances her training while being the mother of a two-year-old. She has a demanding job and a super supportive husband, Isaac, who is also an Ironman athlete. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's get to our conversation with Kaylee. Hi, Coach Mike Ritchie here from D3 Multisport with longtime D3 athlete Kaylee Tyson, who's fresh off her finish at Ironman Kona. I can see the joy in her face and um, happy to have you here, Kaylee. And um, how are you doing? Thank you. I am doing great. I wish I were still in Hawaii. I'm um, sure. But I am still on cloud nine. Awesome. You've had quite um, the run, I would say, with uh, Worlds in Finland. You got a toddler. That's, you know, a whole new experience. Yes. This was a peak year, I think. I don't know if anything will ever be this year. Um, but yes. Yeah. And, I'm, and I was going to add a super, super supportive husband, Isaac, who is yeah. like, you know, doing anything to help you reach your goals, yeah. which is awesome. Right. Yes. This was my awesome. year. He and I uh, were alternating focus years. And so I like was that. All about me. Next year, he gets to do a full. So all about him. But uh, I still have a busy year next year. So. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, the day in Kona. Like, what was it? What was it like? And, you know, oh. or the, the week leading into it, how, you know, that experience is just you know, yeah. so much fun. Yeah. Um, the week leading into Kona was awesome. I went in with the expectation. I wanted to enjoy the whole experience. I didn't plan to win. Shocking, I know. Wasn't going to, didn't think I wouldn't win my age group. So I wanted to soak it up, enjoy the week, have fun, still set myself up for a good race, but, um, not get too crazy deep into, you know, the Ironman prep leading in, uh, the, oh, the iron kids race with my fresh two-year-old was the greatest. I mean, my race was here, but like, that was a super close, uh, here. She took it super seriously. It was so cute. I died. That was like the hottest actually I felt the whole trip was that Iron Kids race. Was um, it like nine o'clock in the morning? And No, it was at 4 p.m. Oh my gosh. And it was just like, like humid. Yeah. And down on Ali'i, it was just like sweltering and she was bright red, and, but it was so great. <laughs> um, and the underpants run was so fun. Yeah, the that's practice wild. swim was so fun. Yeah. Lots of acai bowls, lots of pokey. Awesome. Um, yeah. The week leading in was awesome. That's the, awesome. the actual race, I'll try not to go on and on and on and on because yeah, like, that's fine. That's fine. There's just so much to talk about, but um, I think going in, we had good expectations set. Brad and I knew like I wanted to enjoy the day, not let the heat get to me, and then um, just set myself up for a good solid day. I didn't have time expectations during the week. Somebody told me to expect sixty to ninety minutes slower in Kona, and I was like, oh god, okay. 13 hours. That's a long day. How am I going to feel for that? I even added a bottle at the last minute. I was like, add an extra bottle. Um, just get prepped. Don't have expectations. Enjoy the day. So um, started with the swim. It was awesome. The swim was great. So low key You had a great me. swim. You had a great swim. Yeah. The practice swim was a little bit slower. And I, uh, so I went in like, okay, if I beat the practice swim, I'm happy. Yeah. And the was there a current during the practice swim? 
I have no, maybe let's pretend. Okay. Um, but it was more, there was no sighting buoys on the way back. Uh, so I would like pop up and I would just see ocean and I'd be like, where are the people? Uh, I'll keep <laughs> going this way. But the actual swim was awesome. I found great feet. Um, I was swimming next to one of my friends I found out later. And so that was super cool. And, uh, no sharks. That was great. But yeah, just low key swim. I was like, this is the only time I won't feel hot today. Right. Enjoy this, like savor this. And hypothetically swimming my probably strongest sport strength, of yeah. the three. Sure. Yeah. With, and I try the least in it to be clear. Um, so got out the water, super happy, hosed down. I took time in transition and I was glad I put sunscreen everywhere, mm -hmm. got everything super set up and uh started the bike any questions about the swim I think. yeah so did you um what was i gonna ask you uh so you sunscreened up you Hard. hosed off sunscreened yep. up socks on the bike socks on the bike yes socks on the bike okay yep i've never that's always one ridden, of my favorite questions i've never ridden without socks oh okay because i train primarily on the trainer mm -hmm. um and it's too sweaty and it's too gross and i like need the socks to absorb makes sense yep yeah um so I, I started the bike and... So long, long run oh. through transition though, right? I mean, that's a long run. I didn't put my shoes on until I got to the bike. So I yeah, carried yeah, them. Yeah. I'm not one of those on the bike shoe people. Right. Um, so I just ran. And there's and so many volunteers. Them. Yeah. And they're yeah. cheering you on. Yeah. And they're like, great swim. Great job. And I was by a couple friends out of the swim. So I got to kind of see them go to their bike too. That's fun. Yeah. So you hit the bike, you go up the first hill, you go the out and back in town, yep. right? And then Which you go was Polani. speedy, but um, I just tried to take it easy because it, it was still pretty spread out. We were the first age group to go, which I oh. think made a huge difference in the day. Like I had, I think, a lot more space than people did. I wasn't uh, ever crowded anywhere. Oh, um, that's good. That was super nice. And I was behind a girl that I know is like a top 10 Kona kind of gal. Yeah. And she was taking it pretty easy that first bike. So I was like, okay, chill yep. out, cruise. Learn from um, others for sure. Yes. Get the cheers. Let people take videos. Shoot them some. In a lot of my pictures, you can see me on my bike. with. Oh, you're, you're like so happy in all your pictures. I'm like, wow, she was having fun. Well, theme of the day was that. Yeah. Um, but then hit the, hit the Queen K. And I, I kind of broke it up in my brain because it's so long. And mm -hmm. I, I thought it could be much longer. So uh, it was the town miles, Queen K part one. That was easy. I'd ridden some of that already. I'd actually gotten a flat on that in the week leading in. And so I was like prepared for all things. Um, and that just kind of flew by. I hit the climb to Javi. And that was where I didn't really know. I had thought I would ride or drive the course. And then it just didn't play out that week with Chloe, my toddler yeah. there, and, yeah. and all the fun. Um, no one seemed to think that part would be fun, driving the course. So I was like, eh, fine. Yeah, um, so I started the 18-mile climb, and there were certainly challenging parts of it, but we, I don't know, we have a lot of hills out here. And even though I don't ride outside a lot, I posted this on social media before the race. I have some weird belief that I'm a great climber, Yeah. even though I don't ride outside often. And so the climbs were easy, I thought. Nothing Good. was super challenging. And some of it was a little bit long but um, and hot. But I was hosing down bottles. I tried to keep my core temp cool because that was one of my biggest concerns. And uh, just chug up. Do you typically and do well in the heat or is that sometimes a struggle? I've only really raced in the heat in Cabo. Mm -hmm. um, 
it doesn't get super hot. I'm from Seattle. I guess I should have said that earlier on, but um, it doesn't get super hot out here. So I don't know. I, every, I've had races where I cramp really badly and I cramped in Finland really badly. Um, like calves or quads or? Oh my gosh. Finland was a whole leg cramp top to bottom. Wow. Wow. I t- Well, in hindsight, I didn't take any salt. I don't think I had because it wasn't supposed to be hot. It was kind of cold out there leading into the race. Right. And I should have been thinking, oh, I'm racing. I should, yep. you know. Even when it's something. cold, you know, you're still losing fluids to stay yes. warm and electrolytes too. So that's kind of a myth that people don't always yep. think about. Yeah, it's hard. Since Finland, I switched my nutrition and it played out really well in Kona. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped a lot. I so what was to, the change? I went from Tailwind and just adding noon into my bottles oh. to uh, Precision hydration precision fuel uh and i use just the kind of standard one they have like the 60 carb a thousand milligrams of salt and i just go a little bit higher than that so it was like a ph 1000 or ph 1500 or something yeah you preloaded oh i did and i've never done that before i took a i had a little packet of the 1500 before the race the night before the race during the day before the race we were just my uh my best friend was also racing kona and she and i were just pop in those tabs of the precision <laughs> hydration. So um, just salted to the max. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, but got to the turnaround in Javi and uh, Brad had told me to freeze my bottles. So I froze two bottles and then I had another bottle to refill my, uh, what do you call it, torpedo on the front. Yeah, yeah. My torpedo bottle was on fire. Like it was hot as I picked it up uh. and I was like, oh God. So, and it tasted sour. It was terrible. So I go to grab my two frozen bottles and he was like, oh, you're going to enjoy those frozen bottles. You'll thank me for that. They hadn't fully frozen the night before and they were absolutely hot by the time I got them. So they were no relief whatsoever. But in right. my head, I was like, eh, fine. And my, uh, I had the little power bar chews to refill in my bike. I like to add just a couple more calories. Mm-hmm. And they had totally melted together into one solid, I'll call it like a taffy chunk. You know, I pulled yeah. it out and it just strung out. Yeah. Um, panic shoved those. And then took back, took off back down and, uh, it was super fast leaving Javi. Like it was so mm-hmm. fast and it wasn't super windy, which so I'm no sure they, winds really a yeah. little bit of a breeze, but it yeah. was definitely worse during the week where I had moments that I like, you know, yeah. was like, you're not letting go of the bars. Right. And right. it was a, a little bit like that, but not what I assume is like the worst possible the conditions. Normal, yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, the rest of the ride was pretty seamless. My feet pads were on fire. Yeah. Most of the ride. Did you and take that, your feet out or keep them in? I kept them in, but yeah. I just tried to pedal differently. Yeah. Um, like take the pressure off the middle of yeah. your foot. Yeah. I've yeah. That. I've actually taken um, my feet out during the race just to give them a break and then put them. Oh, it's that's just so smart. I didn't even it think of that. It gets hot though. I mean, it gets so hot. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, it was a distraction for sure, but it was like, well, as long as they don't hurt on the run, I'll be fine. Right. And they didn't. Um, so kept flying. Brad had said that some people think the race starts at uh, mile 85 of the bike. Mm-hmm. And so that was my benchmark of like, get there, feel yep. good. And I did, and I could still sometimes push my watts. I'll say I didn't hit my target at all. So if you look at my data, it's like not what it should have been, but effort wise, it felt really good, mm-hmm. really strong. And just, I mean, it was really an uneventful bike, which I was super thankful for. Um, did you guys have, you and Brad, did you choose like a number to say 70% of FTP or 72% or you knew a range? Range. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure it's a percentage that he's setting, but um, my Ironman watts were, I, 
I don't know if it matters sharing them or not, but they were between like 145 and 160. Yeah. And the okay. first half of the bike, the goal was to do the lower end of that range. And mm -hmm. then if I still felt good, the second half pushed the upper end. Yep. And I never even hit that lower number. Oh, I, as soon so as felt I felt, good. as soon as I felt the heat, I was like, oh, I was pushing the legs and I was like, oh, I don't know if these watts are hitting today. And the thing we had like emailed about was like, you know, kind of let go of expectation see how you're feeling and go based off that. And so I was like, oh, for once, I think I'll just kind of focus on biking easy. I think I've always overbiked in Ironman events. Um, so I just let it go. I wasn't yeah. too stressed about it. The legs felt good. They felt solid. And my yeah. bike time was great. I, you uh, had a great time. Yeah. I, although I'll say I estimated between six hours and six hours and 10 minutes. And I did six hours and seven seconds. And I was right. like, oh, seven so where are those, you know, 67 oh, sec or seven a seconds? <laughs> a thousand places, right? Like right. so many places, not stringing all of that yes. coffee into my mouth, uh, right, right. not slowing down for extra water, but it, in the end it was worth it. Totally. I, I, a few, a few minutes on the bike or a few seconds on the bike in comparison to how my marathon turned out, like worth it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just watching it here and watching you know, the long run through transition. It's like a half a mile. I mean, you get off your bike and you're just running all the way around. Um, and you're obviously in your socks by that point. Your shoes are still on the bike, probably. Um, oh, I, I didn't do that. No, I, uh, I you ran in your bike shoes. I took off the bike shoes, but I didn't oh. leave them on my bike. Oh, so you just ran, ran held okay. it, holding them. Yeah. Got I was it, like, I'm not going to run in these. And then you got all your stuff and it was a chaotic in transition with a lot of people in there. So many people. Yeah. Um, but I took the transitions pretty slow. In hindsight, I just kind of didn't think I would have a crazy great time. And so I wasn't mm -hmm. worried about that. And I was like, sunscreen, get all of the things I need and like get in a headspace to go in, yep. a, in a good place. And my girl in T2 um, was super helpful, put all my stuff on me, helped lather sunscreen, dried me off. And, Those are the best volunteers. Those are the and best. She, and she was so sweet. She was like a young girl. And I was like, how's your day going? You know? Right. And she was like, oh, I'm waiting for my mom. She's going to be off the bike soon. And I was oh, like, that's oh, that's so cool. I love that. Right. So I was like, thanks for volunteering, you know? And so she was great energy. Um, and I changed my socks and I put fresh socks on for the run, which I've never done before. And sure. I'm very glad I did. They I was going to ask really you that. Good. Okay, good. I, uh, my they were my socks were so disgusting getting off that bike because it was just water 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 and yeah. I do pee on my bike yeah so I peed in my shoes right. and you just want to be clean <laughs> you feel so dirty right right yeah yeah so disinfect I, the shoes after the race and the whole Isaac thing, right? did all the things yeah. he takes his Sherpa duties response or his responsibilities very seriously and they were just <laughs> the bike oh and the bike was so gross just yeah. all the salt yeah. all of the like uh, sugar too yeah. just. Yeah. stuck on there yeah. so you head out into transition you go up the little hills you go along the, the first little section and then back mm -hmm. down to um Leahy drive yeah. and and that was all so the people fun. there waiting for you oh and it's hot so, and energy and all my friends i i saw most of my friends on that elite out and oh, back that's awesome. and they were all close to each other and um it was just so fun cheering and you yeah. were just so distracted the whole time but I felt so good. And I kept looking down at my watch and I was like, this is too bad. Like, slow it down, slow it down, slow it down. You're not going to feel this good later, you know? Right. And uh, so I just soaked it in, enjoyed it. I had some girls flying by me. I feed a lot off of like cheering people on because mm -hmm. it like made me happier. Yeah, for sure. And so I could just be like, yeah, great. Go get them. Great pace. Um, and were you targeting a pace, a heart rate, RPE? We, my like goal pace was 915 to 945. Yeah. 
for the marathon. Yep. I've never, ever had a good Ironman marathon. I've always fallen apart, whether mm -hmm. it's like cramping or walking or feeling out of control. And so I was like, let's actually like do that. Um, yeah. Take the first 5K easy. It's going to be really hot. It's going to be a suffer fest. Everyone says you break in the energy lab. Like, let's just yeah. go. I think one of my friends had said, uh, go slow or slow down to go fast. Yeah. So I was like, okay, slow down and did that. And uh, every aid station I hit, I did some amount of walking, whether mm -hmm. it was a little or a lot. Yeah. And I had like five tasks and it was uh, ice in my ice sock, which like can D3 needs a ice sock branded. I like it. I learned this from D3 and it has changed my races. Like Oregon, I never felt hot. Yeah. Uh, I Does it go felt, around your neck? No, I hold it in my hand. Oh. I hold it in my hand and I yeah. just. Pat, okay. pat, 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 pat. Well, we'll and look into the, that then. We'll, we'll yeah, look into that. Yeah, get the inner elbows. Um, and so I would fill my eye sock. I would fill my flask. I ran with a flask because mentally I like to have control of water and intake. And I don't, it stresses me out waiting for the next aid station. Yeah. Although I didn't realize how many aid stations there really were. Like they're constantly on There's the course. There's a lot, yeah. So I didn't totally need that, but it was good. It, it was fine. Um, ice down the front, ice down the back. Salt pills, Mortons. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. And then, uh, so you, you, you run down Alihi, a lot of people, obviously, in the way back, you know, and you got the rollers and mm -hmm. you're starting to say, do my legs feel good? Do my legs feel bad? And you yeah. know, you're probably still feeling good. Um, then so you good. climb up to the bottom of Polani, right? Yeah. Loaded with people. Yep. And, and then you know, people cheering. And, and how did you feel <laughs> going up Polani? I felt really good. good. And I was like, okay, it's going to get really lonely and it's going to start getting really hard and really hot. And I never felt too hot. I think the ice sock was the reason. Yeah. Um, but it was time to like zone in, right? You're like, okay, mm -hmm. that was fun. Saw all my friends. We're all cheering. And then it's like you. It, yeah. you get in the brain, get in the zone. Foot, 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 foot. And uh, I just like was so focused on each aid station and each task and doing the math of Morton at this time, salt at this time, which there was no timing on salt. It was when I felt like it. But like, yeah. okay, take a salt in two miles. and the miles just ticked by and I was like, okay, hit the half. Okay. Now it's the yep. energy lab. And I was like, okay, this is the moment I'm going to, it's make or break here, the energy lab. And I just never had a break moment. It was just, I kept the same pace. I felt yep. totally in control. I was never breathing hard. It was totally sustainable. My legs were strong. My brain was strong and the energy lab was awesome. Um, I saw people struggling. Yeah, for and, sure. And yeah. um, people throwing up, people walking, people crying. I mean, it was very, uh, it must have been very intense for a lot of people, but it like fueled me because I felt so good, which is yeah. horrible to say. But I was like, dude, I'm really not feeling bad. Like, I still feel really good, but this is going to get hard. It's going to get hard. So, did the little out and back, and it was so great. There's music out near the turnaround, got special needs in the energy lab, and I, all I needed was more salt pills. And, uh, I just kept feeling good and seeing my friends and they were all of my friends did had great races too. Um, and like my handful of friends that I'm close with and climbed out of the energy lab. And I was like, Oh my God, I still feel good. This is insane. Yeah. What is this? And I was like, you can still cramp, chill out, take your salt, take your Morton. And then the, the queen K part so long. I didn't really realize how long I was, I should do more research. 
this season is the most prepared I've ever been for courses. Mm-hmm. Usually I just go in blind and I wing it. And for Finland, we were super prepared and like yeah. I knew the course and Brad and I had like, you know, trained a lot for specific things. And then in Kona, we were also very trained and prepared, but I just didn't realize how long that section was. And so you're just rolling out there. And that, you, I mean, hot, that, yeah. that's a key part of the race, right? So you come to the top of Polani, you take your left, and then you get past all the people, and then it's you and the aid station. Of course, there's runners out there, but you're just kind of out there by yourself with your thoughts. And it's a long, you're like, where is the turn, right? Because And then you get there, and you're only at like mile 10 or something, yeah. and you're like, holy cow. It's uh, like, This is yeah. a long way to go. It was so long. Yeah. And I in my head had thought I'd heard that the, the energy lab was at like mile 14 mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. So That's I started like the doing, bottom, I think, or when you're coming out, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, going down in, I think you take a left and you start the energy lab portion at mile 14. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And then it, I did the math and I was like, okay, I was on the queen K for X miles. So I'll get out of the energy lab around mile 19 ish. Yeah, it's, it's almost 20. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, okay, so it's another six miles of it. So it was six miles on the Queen K. Like that's yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, and it, man, it's just on and on and on and straight. And it, the only time I've had another straight course was Boulder 70.3, where you like have that long one mile out and long yeah, one monarch. mile back. And right. that feels long. So I was like, yeah. oh God, this is going to feel long. But just trudged along. And I will say, seeing people coming off the bike, I was like, well, at least I'm done with the bike. Yeah. At least I'm totally. at least I'm eight miles in. No, at it's crazy. I'm... People are out there and you know, even the you know, um people that are gonna go, you know, eleven, twelve hours, you're out there cheering for them on the Queen K and people are still coming in on the bike and you're like, Oh my god, they're not gonna start the run till five thirty. Oh, I you even know? yeah, I saw people starting the run as I'm coming back and I I get the it's also staggered start, so like some yeah. people are just starting much later. And that's what I told myself anytime I got blown by a girl in a different age right. I'm like, she's just a girl that you know, there's a power and it's fine. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, it's a wild day. It's yeah. Yeah. So long. any points, like, it sounds like the bike went great. The run went great. Maybe, you know, that stretch on the, on Queen K obviously was a little bit of a mind bender saying mm-hmm. it's a long stretch. Anything else? It, it doesn't sound like you had any lows during the race. It sounds like it was all um, pretty positive. I had a little GI distress in uh, the energy lab and I did see a girl that had had an accident in her kit and i was like don't yeah. be that girl yeah i totally. don't want to be that girl but i wasn't and it passed but yeah. i was that'll make like, the recovery yeah. week that much harder yes yes so i was like and i was running right behind that girl and i was like oh i smell something funny and i was like oh goodness um, yeah oh. pass her but she had a great that girl was going great she was going yeah. it just clearly she trusted a, a two that she shouldn't have well so, <laughs> you know um but uh yeah other than that i'll say mile 20 to 21 felt like at least three miles yeah. you know how when you're like don't check the yeah. watch just keep it going i was like okay i'm still feeling great i passed mile 20 a while ago i certainly have to be almost 21 20.33 and i was like oh right, my right. god you look don't at look your back watch at your... <laughs> you've only gone three minutes and you're like oh my god I'm like brutal. don't even look at that again right, um, right but i just kept checking my pace and it was just steady and even walking through the aid stations it was steady and as soon as i hit like mile 23 still feeling so good I was like oh my god and I picked up the pace I started going faster my last mile was like an eight minute mile it's downhill and it's a lee right yeah that's okay though it's great um it made me wonder like oh could I push more but when you feel that good it's just like well uh, it felt good because you paced it correctly right mm -hmm. like you trained properly you you paced the bike correctly the nutrition was there the salt was there I mean everything just kind of you had the you had the day 
Yeah. You had the and day. thank God it was in Kona. Like I, yeah. it's still mind boggling because so much can go wrong completely out of your control. Yeah. And I mean, getting a flat on the Queen K and I don't know, I didn't know how to change a flat tire. That was one of the year's goals. Um, so it was cool to accomplish that, but certainly made me worried during the race. And right. I saw girls right. get flats and I met a girl at the airport that was like, you know, I got two flats on that ride. And I don't know what lesson life was teaching me, but hopefully I'll figure it out. And I was like, oh, you just can't, things you can't control. That's right. That's right. So yeah. um, where did you see Isaac and Chloe on the course? Like, Yeah. Um, so I saw, I saw both of them on the bike going up Polani. Yep. So going out to the Queen K. Yep. Chloe was down for her nap because, you know, well, nap schedule is very important. That's a good dad um, to do that. She, she, yes. She was down for her nap when I came back in and started the run. But I saw Isaac. We had friends and family there helping with Chloe. So cool. And she was back on the course uh, with a cowbell for the run. And I think that, I don't think they were on the run course while I was out. So I don't think I saw them again until the finish. Every nice. time I saw her, she was crying. To be clear, it was not easy because she wanted to follow me and be, you know, be with me. Where's mom? Of um, but I knew that would happen because yeah. I've, uh, we've spectated Isaac racing this year, Chloe and I, and she doesn't do well with that yet, but yeah. she doesn't get it. Yeah, she'll get it. It's just a yeah. little separation anxiety going on, but it'll. In the, in the local races, she tries to run on course and, and yeah. do the run. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I saw them at the finish and then like, as soon as I finished and I'll talk more about that probably too, but I like immediately, I didn't even enjoy, I didn't take my finisher picture, which was so, I can't believe I didn't. I grabbed pizza immediately exited so I could go see her because I knew Aww. she had to go down for bedtime and we had contingency plans around like, okay, however the day goes, how late do we keep up Chloe so that she, I can see her at the finish. Right. Um, cause I wanted pictures and yeah, memories of course. and all of that. Enjoy it with her. Sure. Yeah, but I finished so much sooner than we thought. It wasn't even an issue. Like, I yeah. got to hang out with her for a while. That's <laughs> so, awesome. That is yeah. awesome. That yeah. Is awesome. It was so, um, you've been working with Coach Brad for a while. How long has it been? I started working with Brad in 2019. I started 2019. with D3 in 2017. Yeah. When it's so, it's so funny. Life is so chanceful. Like, I just randomly bought a training plan. Yeah. And it just yeah. happened to be yours. Right. Um, right. But I started working with Brad in 2019. Awesome. Awesome. So, give me... Um, and I, I actually talked to Brad this week quite a bit and, um, you know, he is, he's renowned for covering all the bases, right? He's really good about course prep. He's great about, you know, making sure you're getting some strength in, making sure you're, you know, you're hitting the Watts, you're running the paces in the pool, you know, mm -hmm. for you, you're a good swimmer. Maybe that's not an issue. Um, but I, I admire the fact that I think he's really good with the mental side of things for his athletes. And I'm always trying to learn from him. Mm -hmm. Just give me something maybe he gave you on race day that you were able to take with you and think about and like when it got hard or, you know. That's a great question. Um, we do race visualization in the week leading up. And I'm sure maybe lots of people do that. Um, but it's even as simple as like the smells and the sounds and things like that. And really setting aside the time to do that. I'll say one funny thing that during the race, as you were going down Javi, you could smell cows. And I laughed because I was like, well, that wasn't a set smell I visualized or practiced <laughs> in my, like it was so stinky. Um, but I just think that we're constantly working on like the mental toughness and the strength and like pushing through. And it's like a muscle you're always practicing. And, and I, I think like that. that's kind of what does it. Yeah. Um, 
every time there's like a key workout and I think Brad knows I get kind of freaked out by like testing and when there's really hard workouts, sometimes I get a little intimidated. Um, and always in there, it's like really zone in, focus on pushing through, like focus on those intervals and really like give it your best. And I think giving that extra focus on those days where it matters um, really helps. Otherwise, I don't know. I think what's so great about what I was thinking about this before this interview, of course, like what's been so great about Brad is he kind of meets you where you're at and then like makes it work around you and who you are as a person. Because I think what works for me is different than what works for someone else. And for me, it's like, um, I don't know. I have a life training is part of who I am, but it's not all of who I am. And we're constantly flexing around what's going to work for my schedule and my life and like the, the kind of mental state I'm in. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Right. That's great. I, though. I no, think I think, you know, yeah, we practice a lot. Yeah. Of, coaching. Of I mean, coaching obviously is a lot about the communication, the relationship with the athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. The coach has to meet you halfway and say, okay, you only have eight hours this week because you're traveling or your daughter's got something at school or your husband's got a big event, like whatever it is. Yeah. And you have to be adaptable and realize that, you know, those eight hours this week are just as important as the 12 the next week. Right. Yeah. And maybe it's condensed or maybe it's not that you don't get the long run in, but you got everything else in and it's the trust in the process. It's all that stuff. Right. I think just the trust in general. Yeah. Like I trust that Brad knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I trust that he's looking at my data and knows how my body's doing. And like he adapts things based on that. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I really trust him inherently. Like I have one meltdown every Ironman lead in. <laughs> And, uh, we all do. even, even in that email, like literally it happened. And I was like, I knew this was coming. This always happens. I'm freaking out. But even in that email, I'm like, I know that we've done the work. I know that we've done all the right things. I trust that we can do this, like that. I can accomplish this based on all that we've done. Yeah. Um, so the trust, I think being mutual is really helpful. Awesome. Awesome. So just real quick, give me a little, um, background on, on your background, like athletically. Um, I played competitive soccer growing up. Okay. I tore my ACL when I was 17 Oh. and I, because of that, had a lot of free time and decided to become a lifeguard. I had, I'll say I swam growing up. Uh-huh. I did summer swim team in like middle school and, uh, lifeguarding and swimming. And that kind of got me through that injury and then was a job for me for quite a while. Um, but other than that, just soccer, swimming. Did you go back to soccer after the ACL injury? No, no, I was so burnt out. Um, When I tore my ACL, I was relieved. I told this story just the other day. I was like, oh my God, thank God. I was playing on two teams, high school and and travel. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. That's rough. That's rough. And then, so when did you discover triathlon? How old were you? Yeah, I was, I want to say 25. So you were I had been running. I picked up running in college just for fun. Just for something to do. Activity. Yes. On a treadmill, something to counteract the partying, honestly. And uh, I started doing half marathons. I did a couple marathons. Mm-hmm. And my friend who I was lifeguarding with at the time did his first Ironman. And he th- literally, my story starts with Ironman. That was my uh, first triathlon I ever signed up for. Um, <laughs> he did his first Ironman. He's a great swimmer, um, but he had never done a marathon before. And I'd already done a marathon. So certainly, if he could do it, I could do it. You have a huge advantage. Right. Um, so I signed up for that and literally Isaac was like, okay, well you shouldn't ride the bike by yourself and let's buy bikes. And so I guess I'll do it too. And then my sister signed up and, um, we signed up for Ironman Canada, which was 2015 in 2014. And then we did our first, uh, sprint type Olympic 
race. Uh, so Pinkington was your first Ironman? It was Whistler then. Whistler, it was, right. Okay. It was the year okay. it rained in Whistler. Okay. And it was all, it was pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we ended up doing a couple of local stuff that summer to start learning. But if I had any idea how like integral life was in Ironman, I probably would have thought twice right. about just being like, yeah, I'm going to do an Ironman. Why not? Sounds easy. <laughs> you know, it's funny during the race, they were, you know, talking about Taylor Nib a lot and how ignorance is bliss. And it sounds like that was you. And yes. um, obviously it didn't turn you off to it, right? Like you kept going with it. Oh, no, we were hooked. It was a lifestyle at that point. I'll tell you, Isaac ran his whole first Ironman marathon. So he was in. He was like, yeah. I'm great at this. And uh, <laughs> it took me 15 hours and 45 minutes. Yep. My sister and I walked many miles of the marathon together. And it was just all about finishing. It was like, being the cutoff. I think my bike was like eight hours, some minutes. It was just right. insane, but um, it was well, especially crazy. being a good swimmer. I'm sure you're, you know, closer to the front, and then all these people go by you on the bike, and then you're walking. Right? I was just so scared the whole bike that year. Like a bunch of the pros pulled out because it was so cold, but I didn't know any better. But that you know, was the I, course that had like a ton of elevation too. Oh my, so much! It all was, the climbing, right? Yeah. But again, ignorance is bliss. That's right. just what Iron Man is. It's raining. That's what you do. Yeah, you it's think it's all bike. this hard and this terrible, and and in yes. your head you're like, I'm going to tell everybody I got through this. It's yes. you know, this is brutal, and they can't do it because I'm you know I'm so tough, right? <laughs> it was. We were very proud. That was my sister's only Ironman. She'll never do another. Um, but yeah, it was epic. That's sure. awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So, well, okay. This has been fantastic. What, um, let's say you're talking to somebody who's getting in, into the sport. I'm, I'm, maybe you would suggest they do an Ironman right away. I'm not sure. Um, what advice would you give somebody just starting out and, um, you know, just yeah. to kind of get them on the right track? Oh gosh. First I'll always ask more questions like, Oh, do you know how to swim? <laughs> do you ride a bike ever? Um, I think, I think lean into what scares you and do it. And I think that if you're not like uncomfortable, you're not growing. And so anything that's guiding you in those ways, go for it. I think anyone can do a sprint triathlon if you have the physical means or some way to do that. I think it's totally doable for anyone and anyone can train for that. So everybody that's like, oh, I thought about doing a triathlon, like don't even tell me that. Now I'm hooked on it and I will not leave you alone about it. Um, but just lean into whatever distance scares you. Like iron, full Ironman distance is the only thing that scares me anymore. Um, I love halves. I think I'm getting really good at them and I'm excited next year to focus on them. But Ironman scares heebie-jeebie out of me. I'm trying not that's, to swear. Um, and I enjoy answer. that. I love it. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know, there's so much in our lives we can't control and training and being diligent and making minor accomplishments and things you can control is really cool. Yeah. And it like makes me a better person throughout my life. And so I think triathlon is just like, I think everyone should do triathlon. But the swimming, I feel like, is a, I always hear people are so scared to swim. Right. So, right. I think, I well, you a have a huge coach. advantage being a swimmer in the, with, with a swim background, but I think that's great advice. I mean, lean, lean into things that are hard because a lot of times we avoid it. Right. And that's, that's where we kind of deteriorate as, as a people and as a society and everything's instant gratification. And, you know, it's every week you need to do something hard, whether it's a hard 100%. set in the gym, lifting weights, it's a hard interval session. Like you're talking about testing. I have athletes who hate testing, you know, Brad so I have no to, longer calls it a test. For yeah, me. I tricked them the, into it. I'm like, it's, you know, we're doing five times eight at threshold with two minute rest. All like, out, just all, all out, all out, go. All out. Um, <laughs> I think if you're not failing too, sometimes you're not really pushing it. And I have to tell myself that every time I fail yeah. and panic no, it's, about it. It's um, amazing how I have to convince athletes it's okay to fail. Like, you know, if, if you give them a set, like let's say they're fast and they can do, you know, hundreds on 130 and we go, okay, let's do 
the first two on 125, like I'm barely going to make them. I'm like, that's okay. And if you don't make them, guess what? That's okay too. Like, let's make one this week. We'll make two next week, right? Like just that small incremental um, progress and, uh, but pushing yourself to the point where, you know, things are tough and you have to Mm -hmm. mentally and physically engage to, you know, reach that goal. So that's awesome. I love that. Lean into it. I love that. That's an awesome answer. Um, Let's see what else. So what else? What's up for the rest of the year? Just kind of relax. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I'm in. You're not doing a marathon or anything, right? Not, not yet. Um, looking at the void ahead of the rest of this year, my next race on the calendar is quarter lane 70.3. We always do that one okay. kind of local for us. Um, and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have anything to do till June next year. Like that's not okay. But I'll say we've got quarter lane 70.3, Oregon 70.3, the new Washington 70.3. Yeah, saw that. I think yeah. that's going to be a good one. I think that's yeah. going to be really cool. It looks cool. like a really nice, nice part of the country. Yeah. 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 And warm, cool. but hopefully not too hot. We'll see. And then New Zealand. So That's New right, Zealand in New December. Zealand. Yeah. So, so worlds again. Yeah. There's an art, I think, to not having too long of a season and burning out. Somehow I never burnt out this season. I never felt, maybe it's because I had Chloe and then last season was challenging. Yeah, for sure. And, and then this season was so fun because I felt good and my body felt good. Um, but I got, I, I'm thinking about a marathon. We, someday I want to be Q. Yeah. How but, far are you from it? Oh, well, it depends what's the actual time they're yeah, using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this year I did a, a marathon just to try it out. And I did a 341 and a BQ for me would be a 335. Okay. And this course had a lot of elevation and gravel. So you probably gravel. had to do like a 332 or something like that, right? So, I think a 329. 329. It was five, wow. five minutes. And, yeah. So it was way, wow. way off. So okay. I'm kind of like backing off from that. Um, so weird to BQ and not have control of getting into the race. Yeah. You know, and um, you mentioned that about control and I, and I like that, you know, that you're right. It's incremental things you can control. Yeah. And even though, you know, you put so much time into training and all the dedication to it and the discipline and all the particulars, like even just your race gear and making sure your zipper and your wetsuit works and like all this stuff. Right. And you get out there in race day and you have so little control, right? Like that's something that it's just hard for us type A's to reconcile. Right. Yep. I had a friend who in Kona last year, I mean, he should, he did slay, he did great, but somebody cut him off in an aid station. And he crashed that totally, he had a rough run because of it, because of the yep. pain. And it's like, you can't control anyone around you for sure. Right. And let alone, like, I always have some gear malfunction, even the practice swim. I, I recorded as a run, you know, it's just like, and I was at my watch. I had it on open water swim. I found myself, I was ready to go. I don't even know how that happened. Just weird stuff happens. My bike right. computer had died during races when it didn't right. make any sense. Just, yeah, so many things. And I think I expect those to happen. Like, that's something that Brad definitely works me on. Like, there's going to be things that happen that you can't control. Yeah. There's going to have things go wrong. And it's about problem solving your way out of those throughout the day. Um, Absolutely. And not too much went wrong in Kona, thankfully. Yeah, it sounds like it was yeah. a great day. I mean, little things. Like, I came with my ice sock and no one knew what I wanted. Right. Put the ice in the sock. There's my 10 seconds missing my PR, but it's fine. It's fine. It's me, Kaylee. Help me yeah, out. Duh, duh. <laughs> Actually, though, I'll say that volunteers were so incredible in Kona. Like, they had so many kids volunteering, which, one, it was so hot. Um, but, two, the kids were having fun. Like, there was, I came upon one group of kids that were all holding cups of water, and they would celebrate, like, who got picked by the person like oh, the fourth kid got picked, like yeah johnny it was johnny and you're just it was just like such right a my 17th person i've helped yeah exactly <laughs> they it was so much fun and they were just so i don't know they took it so seriously and did such a great job it was it was the best 
uh, volunteers I've ever seen. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. world-class, you know, race, world-class volunteers, that's what it takes. And Hawaii. I yeah. mean, they were very gracious. And I know that last year was kind of an interesting year for the island. And I don't think it was all, it was very not positive maybe for some people. Right. And I talked to some locals leading into the race and they were like this year, they were saying like, it already feels better. It's not as crazy. Like people are being very gracious and kind. And um, so that was really good. Yeah. I was like, oh, we really respect the island. I want to come back here someday. <laughs> totally. totally. Yeah. Well, thanks for uh, yeah. talking with us. It was a great conversation. And I, I pulled so many great nuggets from this and I learned a lot. So that's always fun for me too. Oh, thank you. So well, thank, thank you for the for- time. Thanks and, for D3. Thanks yeah, for Brad. I mean, you paired me with Brad, so, and it's been great. I appreciate it. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. He's yeah. a, he's an amazing coach and you know, it takes yeah. an amazing athlete to work with an amazing coach to get an amazing result. So yep. congratulations to you. You, you. you did all, I, I like, I tell my athletes all the time and I'm sure Brad would say the same thing. You do the heavy lifting, right? Like we lay it out, but you have to do the work and I, that's, I, um, yeah. that's the big part of it. So yeah. thanks. Well, thanks yeah, for talking. Of course. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Trust the Process. If you have a question on anything related to triathlon, please send me an email at mike at d3motorsport.com. We'd love to hear from you. Make it a great day.